Hello, Carmen. How you doing? I'm doing good, Jim. And yourself? All right. I jumped right into it. I didn't surprise you, did I? Uh, well, I've learned to be uh, prepared <laughs> with you. You learned, you, learned, you learned to be prepared. Look, man, I, I'm such a gracious host here. I got orange juice and everything here for you. You know what I mean? You, you, you're, you're ready, man. I mean, you're ready to roll here. Got my morning. orange juice Yeah, uh, yeah you're ready to roll here. Man. And uh, that's good. <laughs> so so what, what's been happening? What has been happening? <laughs> well, uh, at the time that we're recording this, man, the weather's actually uh, changing pretty good. When they hear this, the weather will have changed pretty yes. good. Yes. And so uh, we're, we're into the fall. Yes, we are. Uh, your favorite time of year. I love it. I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I'm not ashamed to say that I love it. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't have to deal with bugs and insects and... Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Mosquitoes. Now that part is good. That part is good. You, you know what I mean? And and it's still not super cold, so you can enjoy the, the changing of the season and look at the, the colors of the leaves. Yeah, and I live right here here near the mountains, so I get to see that and enjoy it. You know what I mean? And and uh, there's wildlife around. You know, I can go right over the river and see geese or or um, every now and then see some deer or something like that. So I I just love this time of year, man. I mean. it's it's Good great. for you. It's great. No, I do too. Yeah, I, I, I I do too. I I like the fall of the year. Yeah. I, I there. Uh, you just you just you just don't like it because you have to put your shorts away. That, well, that's, it, that's that's what it is. No, you know uh, the big reason why I don't like it, or I shouldn't say I don't like it. I like the fall, but in the back of my mind, here's this lingering thought: <laughs> I know what comes after fall. See? <laughs> it's coming, baby. It's coming. It's on the way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I hope the fall lasts as long as it possibly can. I like warm weather, even up to Thanksgiving. If we can, I can remember one year. This was, oh, this was this was back in the last century. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, we were there. Yeah, uh, but uh, I can remember one year <clears throat> that where we were living in the western part of the state, they had the Christmas parade. At the beginning of December. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was down the main street of the town. And there was a clock on the bank on the corner. And it also gave the temperature. Mm. And uh, we, we got pictures of it. And uh, <clears throat> on the clock, it said 70 degrees uh, <laughs> in, December, oh, in December for, for the Christmas parade. Wow. I thought, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, wow. needless to say, that 70 degrees did not last, it obviously. Last. It didn't but, last. Uh, it didn't last. Well, you know, Carmen, we had a pretty mild winter last year. So, mm. I mean. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, complex I live in and stuff. <clears throat> we have snow removal and stuff and uh they made out pretty good. Cause oh, I know. Out. I don't think they came out once. <clears throat> well, Maybe they did come out once. That's well, and here, here's what's interesting. <clears throat> of course, I don't know how accurate it is, but uh, they're forecasting that we're going to have a hard winter this winter. Well, so maybe we're going to make up for last winter and the winter before. It seems like we go about four or five years with mild winters. You know, not a whole lot of snow. And then we get hammered. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to make up for their previous four or five years, you know. <laughs> well, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me, you know. I got the, I got a, a 
an old SUV outside there. It's all-wheel drive, so I can get around. I'm not going anywhere but to, <laughs> okay. to, to the grocery store, which is, yeah. right, which is right around the corner. I'm rubbing it in, you know. It's right around the corner, and, <laughs> and then come back to a nice, warm house, you know what I mean? I'm not big on romping around in the snow or anything. Yeah, like the people that are the snowbirds, yeah. they move, They need to move to Colorado. You got that right. <laughs> Alaska, watch that. Or Alaska, Watch that for Colorado. <clears throat> oh, boy. Man, my goodness. <laughs> So I know what you're saying, yeah. Winter is coming after fall, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's on the way. <clears throat> it's on the way. It's on the so. way. Right now, we can enjoy what we have right yeah. now. So now I'm going to beat you to the punch. So what's the Lord saying to you? What is he impressing upon you? Well, I guess I'll... I see that I, I, pensive I, look on your face. I guess I'll jump, I guess I'll jump into the deep side here. Yeah, why wait? And just share something that's been on my heart recently. I'm not sure that the church in Western society, especially in the United States, and I would say UK and Australia and stuff, I'm Mm -hmm. not sure that the church is properly prepared to, uh, to, uh, to deal with suffering. I hear what you're saying. Go ahead. I, I don't th- you say you're jumping to the deep side, well, so we'll go ahead I, and... Uh... I don't think there's been enough... I don't think there's been enough ministry in the area of suffering and how that all fits into mm-hmm. God's plan and how it is just a, a part of what we can expect in this life. I, yes. I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think that it's been there, Carmen. I think there's been this... Uh, almost a utopian message that has been preached in certain circles that uh, there will be no suffering, uh, health, wealth, prosperity. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Western, Western-centric. Yeah. Ignoring what the church in uh, the East and uh, in Africa and many other places has been experiencing. You and... Know, I mean, in Nigeria, for example... The Muslims in Nigeria frequently make raids and kill the Christians. Yeah, and that's even frequently, been on the news. Frequently. Sure. And, and you, you know it happens over in the Middle, Middle East. And stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we hear about <clears throat> what is <clears throat> what has taken place in Egypt with the uh, Coptic Christians yeah. <clears throat> being persecuted uh, over there. So, um, you know... Uh, not only not only does it contradict what happens in a lot of countries in the world, it contradicts scripture. It does, uh, <clears throat> and the experience of many people in this in this nation, it contradicts their lives. Yes, you know what I mean. Some people don't know how to deal with what they face because they have never really had good sound teaching, yeah. ex- exposition about suffering. See, I think what happens, Jim, is that um, there are certain elements within the Christian faith, uh, let's say certain people, Mm -hmm. certain people that find that wealth and prosperity sells. And so they, they come forth with this message of wealth and prosperity because they will be popular. That's right. With people because this tickles the ears of the listeners. And Paul wrote and said, be wary of those that uh, he are them, teachers that he, just tickle the ears. He called them false teachers. Sure. They're false teachers. He called, false he, prophets. We call them false prophets and, and false teachers. And uh, Now you say that about certain individuals today that are very popular with people. And boy, people will castigate you and say, 
how dare you make judgments on these people? But it's not that the we're, reality is that they do not preach a full gospel. That's message. that's even the key though right even, there. even though they might say that they do, they don't preach a full gospel right. message. Now, right, it's, it's not the full gospel. In fact, you know something, Jim, and we've said this before, but I just said this to uh, Joan uh, here a few days ago. Uh, <clears throat> A lot of these very popular uh, teachers that we uh, see making the circuit today, and uh, they can pack arenas and everything like this. It's interesting. Uh, I do not remember, and I'm not saying they never do because I don't hear every message that they preach. But for the most part, what I'm seeing, I don't see, I and I haven't heard them preaching about a missional mindset. No, reaching people uh, for Jesus with the gospel of the kingdom. No, it's all about how to fulfill your destiny. Uh, I'll just be very blunt. It's a man-centered gospel. It is, and a man-centered gospel is a false gospel. Yes, it's just that simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If it's not Jesus-centered and Jesus-focused, if it's not uh, focused on God and His kingdom then we have a false gospel. It's a different gospel <clears throat> than what we see in Scripture. Well, one example that I think about, Carmen, is what many people will use as an example of faith, and they'll talk about the faith chapter in Hebrews 11. Right. But usually they'll only center in on the first part of Hebrews 11. I was going to say, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Well, this is good. Everybody the, needs to hear this. Well, usually they'll only f focus in on the first part of Hebrews 11, but then when it gets down to around about verse, verse uh, 12, uh, it says, well, it goes to, it says, Therefore faith also Abraham, uh, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, delivered of a child, etc., etc. Verse 12, Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky and multitude, and the sands which is by the seashore. Verse 13, These all died in faith. Yes, not having received the promise. Yes. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And then it goes on and it keeps talking about this here. There were some that were sawn asunder. That's what I was waiting for. Go well, ahead. Well, well, I'm, I'm, <coughs> Refer to those. Well, down toward the end of the chapter. Well, down, to, well, down toward the end of the chapter. Talks about, and this, is, this is known as the chapter of faith. That's right. The faith chapter of scripture. And then listen to, listen to the ones at the end of the chapter that are referred to who, are, who were those who walked by faith, who, who walked in faith. And, After uh, you get past Moses and all the other ones, yes, it talks about uh, the great things that happened to the, uh, to many who uh, right. were walking in faith. Then it goes it, it and was, says, "But others." And it was incredible what happened to many of them. It said women received their dead, they raised their life again. Right, that's good. But, Keep but, reading. But, but then it says, "And others were tortured." Others are tortured for their faith. Absolutely, not accepting deliverance. Yes, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Now, let, now let's explain that. It doesn't mean that, that God was going to heal them and they said no. Right, right. It just means that they wanted them to recant their faith and they said no. That's right. That's, that's, the, right. that's the context that it is right there. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yep. Yes, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. 
They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. This is talking about believers. Yes. They were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Mm. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith. Ah, see, through faith. <laughs> they were all walking in faith that experienced all of that. Received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Ah. And so, see, a lot of times people bypass a lot of this stuff, karma. Oh, yeah. They, they, they don't want to see it because it goes against that whole idea that everybody's supposed to be healthy, wealthy, wise, and you never experience any right. suffering or anything like that. But the reality is that suffering is a part of life. People will experience suffering. Everybody listening probably to this program knows somebody that was a believer or some that was a believer mm -hmm. who died or right. experienced some serious illness or something yes. like that. Everybody here listening to this mm -hmm. program. I have known people who, because they bought into a, 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 I started to say heretical message, might be a little strong, but they, but, <laughs> but, they, but they bought into a message that was not full gospel. Okay. And I've been around people who were suffering but could not acknowledge the suffering mm -hmm. because it did not go in line with what they had said. That, that's it right there. I've actually been in the presence of people and I wanted to pray for them but couldn't because they wouldn't even acknowledge. And they were in pain and everything. Exactly. And, and because they have been indoctrinated with a false gospel. Sure. A gospel that is incomplete, a gospel that says, we will take this part here because this sounds good and we like this. Sure. But this part of the gospel over here, no, we don't want to deal with that. So we just remove that. We sit that on the shelf because that doesn't sound good to us. You know, again, these are people that want to have their ears tickled and they just want to think good things. But the fact of the matter is that we learn more in our suffering and we draw closer to God in our suffering most of the time than we do out of all the good times and good things because you and I both that's have the, talked about this that's in the, the past. Rea that's the reality, Carmen. The reality is that when we, be, when we find ourselves in a difficult place, and it just doesn't have to be physically with a physical problem. No. There's all kinds of suffering. It could be relational know. difficulties exactly. or whatever related to suffering. And it's in those crises that we have a propensity, strange as it may sound, to get before God and to begin to storm the gates of heaven and say, Lord, I need to know what to do here. And when things are just going nice and it's all peaches and cream, hunky-dory, we go on our merry old way forgetting about God for the most part. But when a crisis hits, let me tell you, we, we pray like we've never prayed before. We oh, learn we how to pray. We, we learn how to get hold of God. Sure. We, we learn to hear God. And if it would not be for the suffering in our lives... All of us would be oblivious, a lot more so, to God than what, uh, than what we are. And so suffering presents learning situations. It's the discipline of the Lord. And it says it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Even though it's not joy, joyous at the time, yet it yields, as a result, as we respond to the discipline of the Lord, it yields this peaceable fruit of righteousness. Carmen, there are some people who are healed and others who are not. Mm -hmm. We can't explain this. 
So let's no. let's stop acting like we know how to explain it. That's right. There is a sovereign Lord. Yes. And we cannot explain this. And only He knows <coughs> God. God functions out of righteousness. Absolutely. Because He is righteous. Jesus said, there's only one who is good, and that's God. That's right. So we know that God does not function in uh, nefarious ways, in, in evil ways, in uh, deceptive ways, that kind of thing. Because he's good, and he, uh, he does everything for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. It's not because he's selfish, but the kingdom of God is that which is uh, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so everything he does is, is righteousness, peace and joy, we do not understand why some things happen and why some things are not taken care of and dealt with. But I believe, Jim, that <clears throat> when the veil is drawn back, when we finally see this whole tapestry that God is weaving, it'll all make sense. But right now, it doesn't. Let, let me make this very personal for people so they can know what we're talking about and where we're coming from. I have laid hands on people, and I've, I, I've actually seen people that have been healed of cancer. Right. Documented. Had some serious healing take place in my own life. I was going to say, and you're one of the people. Yeah, in my own life. Now, here's the thing. I was actually on my knees praying when my f first wife had the, the last seizure that she had, and she passed on to be with Jesus. I was actually praying. I can't explain that. Right. You know what I mean? Why wasn't she healed? Yes. I can't explain that. I mean, I asked God about it. Mm -hmm. And actually, the Lord spoke to my heart and told me that, that it was it all right for me not to know. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, of course. And I, I recognized there's some things that I won't know Yeah, in this life. And, and the Lord basically saying to me, is that okay with you? It's like, yeah, it's okay with me. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? Because I'm not God, you know? Absolutely. Did I fuss? Yeah, I fussed with the Lord about it. I mean, we had kids, and I, mean, I fuss with God. And about God it. is not threatened by that. I fuss with if God was going to strike anybody down dead, you know, cause fire to burn them up, make them a crispy critter, He would have did it to me. <laughs> yeah, it I happened fussed. long ago. I don't think I cussed, but I fussed. Okay. I mean, I really went through it. You know what I mean? And, and we can even see that in Scripture. Yeah. There are those the great saints in Scripture. Yeah. You know, read the Psalms. Yeah. They, they they were fussing with God. Listen, I had to I had to get it off of me, and so I know he said, "Roll all your cares over right. on him." I had to roll it over on him. Sure. And then when he told me that that my life of ministry and service to others was not over, yeah, I'm like, what, 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 what do you mean it's not over? I got ministry just to my kids. I mean, what do you mean it's not yeah, over? Yeah. He said it wasn't over, and so actually at that time, God actually moved me into a position of. Being an elder in a large church and everything, right at the time, at this time, okay, it, it boggles the mind. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, this 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 kind of stuff does not make sense. But God is sovereign. Yes. And how did how did I do it? Because God's grace is sufficient. Yes. And see, Jim, <laughs> I didn't do it. No, right, right. But His grace, His grace enabled you is sufficient. Yes. But just like Paul said, God's grace is sufficient. I found that to be the case. Anything God's God, I say it this way, Carmen. Anything God calls for, He provides. For. That's right. And see, I believe, Jim, when that when you said anything He calls for, He provides for. And see, I believe that He has called us to live this life 
according to his precepts. That's right. According to this kingdom that is not of this world. That's right. And there's only one way that that can be lived. By faith. That's so right. he's given us faith. That's right. Which means that there's a lot of things that we don't understand. There's a lot of things that are going to be a mystery to us. Sure. The Lord says, but I'm giving you faith. So you walk by faith, not by sight. That's right. Because you're not going to be able to see or comprehend or understand a lot of things. But I'm giving you faith to walk by because you can trust me in this. That's so right. faith enables us to believe and trust in God, even though I don't have clue one why it's happening, what is going on. And, but I do know the one who I put my trust in. Listen, and I can yeah. and I can be assured That's right. and have confidence that God is not going to desert, leave, or forsake me because He's promised me that He's going to be with me in the midst of the storm and right. all That's through right. life. That's right. He's very faithful. I remember talking to my current wife, my my wife now, Linda, and her first husband had died, and then you know you know the story. Mm -hmm. we, we got together, and I I remember talking to her because she would see me at meetings and various things like that, and people would come to be prayed for down to the <clears throat> altar. You know how they do it in services. And sure. And she asked me. She said, "How can you uh, lay hands on people and pray for people?" And I remember the answer that I gave her. I I said, "Well, then I said I lay hands on people." Uh, because God told me to. Ah. And I said, and the reality is that I can't heal a net. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? I and mean, guess what? You're not the only one that can't I do can, that. I said, I can't heal a net. There's so, not a person alive or that has ever lived that can heal. So so I said, guess what? It's not on me. I said, the reason why I lay hands on the sick and do do this is because God told me to. Yes. I said, That's the only reason why I do it. I do it in obedience to the command of the Lord. Yes. And because I know that it's his will for my life. And so so she, after that she understood I see I don't I didn't do it because of past experience. Mm -hmm. I did it because God said to do it. And so even though everything that went took place in our lives, we still had a responsibility to pray for others. Because the Bible said, pray ye one for another. Right. We had a responsibility to pray for one another. This is all an aspect of community. Yes. <laughs> See, and, and I think <clears throat> I think when we uh, w when we look at that, the whole thing is say, well, I do it because God told me. It gets down to that whole thing of obedience again. That's Jesus right. said this. He says, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. That's right. And so obedience is a litmus test of our love. For the Lord, uh, if if I'm obeying Him, even though I don't understand it, I said, "Why, Lord? Why?" Yeah. And the Lord many times doesn't tell us why. No. He said, "No. All you need to know is what I tell you to do. That's right. you, you don't need necessarily need to know the reason behind it. Now, sometimes we do know the reason behind it, but other, but a lot of times we don't. We find many times after the fact the reason behind it." But then there are some instances that we never find the well, reason yeah, behind not, it. Not in this life, and the Lord no. says, listen, can you just trust me? That's right. And, uh, and with that question, then we have to give the answer by our actions. Well, I, uh, I'll show I trust him by doing what he says to do, and even it, though I don't understand it. And isn't it amazing? Because <clears throat> God calls for us to obey him, but it's the best deal in town, Carmen, because... We don't have the resources in ourselves to do it. Right, we don't. God just asks for us to take the first step. And you know what is interesting, <laughs> I think, Jim? 
the fact that this all-omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God entrusts us with the affairs of his kingdom in this world. These, this bunch of crackpots here. He says we're broken vessels. So uh, I say, well, broken vessels. So we're crackpots. But uh, he, he wants this. He wants this new wine of the spirit that he's poured into us to leak out and to run out. So he says, I'm going to entrust this to you. I mean, he chose 12 guys. Jesus chose 12 guys that uh, most people looking said, man, he's blown it big time. I mean, these these cussing fishermen, this crooked tax collector, this terrorist over here. He's choosing all these guys, and he he thinks he's going to change the world with these uh, Fruit Loops. Well, there's no way. Well, obviously, God knows a little more than we do. And so he chooses guys like that, which to us, to us, Gives great encouragement it because does. it said, "Look who he chooses." That's right. And uh, Paul writes over there in the first chapter of First Corinthians. He says, "Hey, uh, not many noble, not many, uh, you know." And he goes on to say, "Oh, God didn't look at the great and glorious men of this world and choose them, but God has chosen the ignoble, those that are despised and those that are looked on as oh, you guys." Are, God says, "These are the ones I want." I said, "Well, if that's the case." I'm a prime candidate. Well, and there's a transformation that takes place when, Absolutely. when, when, you, when you come into Revelation because you might think that you're all that in a bag of chips. That's a, that's a colloquial yeah, yeah, phrase. Yeah, there you go. You might think that you're so much, but then when you come to the Lord and you get a revelation of Him and His glory, yeah. when compared to Him, you recognize that you're like a worm. You're, you're, that's you're, it. You recognize that you're, you're, you're very insignificant. And, and then, then you recognize that the only thing that gives significance to your life is Jesus. That's, that's it. That's the only thing. And that's see, right. Paul, Paul got a revelation of that, and he, he said that he counted all of the degrees, all the things mm-hmm. that he had before as dumb. You know what I mean? As, yes. And as, 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 as poop, as, as dumb. You know, let's be for real. And, and, and he, <laughs> said, he, said, he, said, he said, he said, that's You're stuff. putting it mildly, Jim. He said, that stuff is crap. <laughs> Let me put it not mild. He said, that stuff is crap. You know what yeah. I mean, and 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 and, and he, he 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 was gladly giving all that up. He, he it was lost. He counted it as yes. crap for what he gained in Christ. That's it, because that was what he wanted. And that that was what he desired. What he gained in Christ, and when you get a revelation of what you gain in Christ, yeah. Carmen, it's very overwhelming. Because what I was saying before, it's the best deal in town. God calls you to obey, but guess what? You don't have to do it in your own sufficiency. Yeah. Paul got a revelation. He said, "He said I am crucified with Christ. Right. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ, Christ lives, lives in, in me. me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the, the Son, Son of, God, of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The old Pharisee Paul, he said, I don't frustrate the grace yeah. of God. Because you can frustrate it. Oh, absolutely, we you, can. You can nullify. He said, "I don't frustrate." And we've all done that. From we've time all done to time. it. He, he said, "I don't frustrate the grace of God." That's right. For if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ died in vain. If it came by the law, Christ wouldn't have had to come and go to the cross and die. Well, that's it. Yeah. You know, uh, when, when we uh, when we look at all of our accolades, see, and Paul says, "All of that is as I'm going to use your term, crap." Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of some other terms, I know, I know. <laughs> which are not permitted on the air. Yeah, but the Amish use a different word. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all all of this is as dung as uh, the King James uh, sure. uses. And the, now I think it shows 
just how far we are from uh, the Lord. When we do not perceive our degrees and our accolades that we have received, our trophies and everything else, uh, as that kind of uh, stuff, you know, crap. But we cherish those things, and it shows to me that, well, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord yet. If I still value all of this stuff, when Paul says... And Paul was inspired by the Spirit to say this. So this just wasn't Paul's opinion. That's right. Uh, Paul was inspired by the Spirit to write this. And he says, all this, all of this is worthless stuff. And yet we give ourselves uh, and we knock ourselves out trying to attain this stuff. We think it's so important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, you see these people that, uh, you know, they always have their... Their, uh, these letters before or after their name, you Absolutely. know, all their degrees. Absolutely. So you know what's important to them. And Paul says, I don't even want to recognize that stuff because that all that, all that stuff is meaningless to hey, me. Hey, I, I was at a meeting one time and they, they didn't know what to call me. They called me Dr. Collier because of the, the degree I have. But I said, well, you know what? They could just call me the right reverend doctor. <laughs> well, well, I said, why'd they just call me the right reverend yeah. doctor? <laughs> Call you and get over, get it, get over with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna go that far. Uh, you know what I mean? I always would stand before people and tell them. I said, "Listen, I said I'm Jenny and Pat Collier's boy from Capitol. Yeah, State. yeah. You know what I mean? I said I'm saying it up front here to let you know what you see is what you get. Forget yeah, all the rest of that other job. In fact, it, <laughs> in fact, you know what? Uh, that's exactly what they said to Jesus. Yeah, they said, "Wait a minute. Uh, you know, people think he's the Messiah. Now, wait a minute." This is Mary and Joseph's yeah, kid. Mary and Joseph. We know him. It's not an old boy. You know. Yeah, yeah. See? Now, what, what, how God sees us and how man sees us are two different things. Absolutely. See? And we usually want the accolades. We think it's so important. We want to look good in the eyes of man. Absolutely. See? And God says. And all now, that stuff is passing away. Man. That's right. Yeah. And God says, I want you to look good in my eyes. Absolutely. That's a whole, that's a whole different scale that Absolutely. we're moving in. whole different standard. Absolutely. So forget about looking good in front of men because these men are fickle anyway. You know, it's, and, and, what have you done for me lately? And speaking about what have you done for me lately? <laughs> uh, lately is done. One of the things that I've done for you lately is, is, let, is go let, off the is air. Let, is letting you know that this program's <laughs> done. Till next time, Carl. All right, Jim.